thank you for joining us on the Rose Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast or other resources, please visit rosechurch.org or follow us on social media at Rose Church PDX. Hey guys, welcome to Church at Home. Uh, I am so excited for the day. I hope all of your homes have been so much fun and uh, something new today, but we're so excited for it. I cannot wait to get into the message today. And so, hey, find a seat. You in the back, sit down, find a seat somewhere. I'm just kidding. I don't even know who that is. Um, hey, we're going to read the Bible today and kind of have church as normal and uh, some thoughts I want to share with you today. So if you want to grab a Bible, if you have one, if you don't, Obviously, uh, no worries at all. Grab a U version, or maybe it'll be on the screen for you, so you can follow along with all the verses. It'll be there for you. But let's go to the book of Mark. I want to read a pretty interesting story today about Jesus and a blind man. And it's one of the more interesting miracles that Jesus does for a couple reasons that we'll get into. Um, but also, uh, just one phrase that I want to get into that's very, very unique when it comes to Jesus and his miracles. So let's go to Mark chapter 8 and verse 22. It says, when they arrived at Bethesda, some people brought a blind man to Jesus, and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then, this is pretty wild, then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid hands on him and asked, can you see anything now? The man looked around and said, yes, I see people. This is very, very fascinating, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored, and he could see everything clearly. Jesus sent him away and said, don't go back into the village on your way home. It's a pretty amazing story, and there's some very interesting details in this story. Not only did the man get spit on by Jesus, which is pretty disgusting if you think about it, and pretty amazing what happened afterward, but today is the last Sunday in 2019. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago when we talked about our Giving Sunday. Um, this is the last Sunday in a decade. Next week, we'll start a whole new decade. We are now into 2020. Which is, which is insane to me. But I want to talk today about 2020 vision. It's a phrase that we all talk about when it comes to our eyesight. And I want to talk about year 2020 and the vision that you might have for year 2020. Let's pray as we take a few moments and talk about Mark chapter 8. God, we thank you for today. I thank you for every home right now, God, from Vancouver to downtown to the west side to southwest to um, Lake Oswego. God, every single home that is meeting today and the hundreds of people that have gathered around family and community and home. God, I just pray right now in these quick moments that we are sharing together that you would speak to us, God, as we get ready for a new decade and a new season and a new year, God. There's so much going on. Father, I pray that we enter into this new season, into 2020, really with new vision and new clarity and new perspective of what you want to do in our life. God, I pray you'd speak to us in a few moments we spend together in Mark 8. In your name I pray. Amen. Uh, there is a, a story that I was told um, some time ago that's been in my mind. Um, I think about it often, actually. It's a story about a grandpa. He uh, comes to his kid's house to see his grandkids, and he's supposed to spend the day with his grandson, and he gets to the home, and the grandson and uh, his daughter, his mom, was yelling at each other, and they're having a huge argument because the grandson uh, was doing bad in school and partying a lot and, and hanging out with friends he shouldn't be with, and just the parents are having a really, really tough time with their, with their child, and they did not know what to do, and he's making a bunch of bad decisions, and the grandfather was like, hey, come with me. 
I'll, I'll take them for the day. And so the grandfather takes the grandson in his truck and they drive way out into the middle of the woods, middle of nowhere. The grandson doesn't know where he's at and he's starting to ask questions like, where are we going? And there's nothing around. And so the grandfather's like, let's walk into the woods. And they get into the middle of the woods and the, uh, the grandfather is like, son, what do you see? He's like, what do you mean? I, I see nothing. We're in the middle of nowhere. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, no, look, look at the trees. Like, what do you see? And the grandson again was like, I see nothing. Like, is this some like weird like story or like, what are you trying to get at? I don't know what you're talking about. And the grandfather was like, well, I see tables and I see chairs and I see armor sets and I see bed frames. He starts going to all these lists of all the things that he sees. And the grandson was like, I see none of that. It's really interesting. The, the grandfather says back, he's like, son, that's the reason why you're making so many bad decisions is because you don't have vision for your life. You don't see anything. You wouldn't be making these decisions. You wouldn't be having this trouble in school. You wouldn't be having those type of friends. If you had vision, you wouldn't be making these type of decisions. I think that story is amazing because I think often that could be our moment with God and it could be happening daily, it could be happening seasonally, that God kind of takes us to a forest, if you will, in our life. It's like, what do you see? And more often than not, most of our responses is nothing. I see nothing. I think many times in your life, in my life, if you could look back, maybe high school or junior high or maybe even college, that some of the worst decisions you've made or some of the toughest seasons you've had, it's because you saw nothing. You looked into the forest of your life and you did not see anything. I love Proverbs uh, chapter 29 and verse 18. It's an amazing verse. And it says, without vision, people perish. I think the message version says that when people don't see what God is doing, they stumble. People need vision in their life. We need to see what God is doing, what he's doing in our life, where we're going. And at moments of our life, when we do not have vision, we stumble, we make bad decisions, we perish, the Bible says. Today, I wanna to talk about 2020 vision. Maybe, maybe for you, when you look into 2020 and maybe even to next week, you see nothing. I spend a lot of my time with younger guys, obviously in the early 20s, and I always ask them, like, what do you wanna do in your life? And what's your career? And what do you wanna work for? What are you gonna do after school? And more often than not, unfortunately, the response is like, I don't know. I don't know what I wanna do. I don't know my career. I don't know what I'm going to do after school. Like, I do not have a vision for my life. Uh, this last summer, we went to Disneyland. And uh, my, my kids love Disneyland. Cruz, Cruz just runs around and it, it, it's wild. Um, but one thing I, 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 after this last Disney trip, I started Googling everything about Disney. How many employees work there? And how much water does it take to run the parks? And how much electricity? And how many people go through daily? And how many people go through yearly? And I started just Googling all this Disney stuff. And I came across a Walt Disney quote that really stuck with me. And one guy, because Walt Disney died before Disney World opened. He had the plans, he talked about it, but he passed away before Walt, uh, before Disney World opened. The opening day, big Disney World, the press was there obviously, and everyone's talking about it. And one of the CEOs of Disneyland, or of Disney as a whole, uh, a reporter asked him like, man, it's so sad that Walt Disney didn't get to see this. And the man responded back, he's like, what do you mean? The only reason we're here is because he saw it. Yes, he wasn't here when it was built and he passed away before Disney World opened, but the only reason Disney World happened is because he did see it. Walt Disney was a man of vision. I wanna to talk today about 2020 vision. Let's go back to Mark chapter eight because this is a story of vision to me. It's really fascinating. Here's a man who was blind. We didn't know how long, whether it was from birth, whether something happened to him, how old he is. There's many details that we do not know in the story, but what we do know is he's blind. He has some good friends that bring him to Jesus and say, please heal him. The Bible says they beg, like they are begging Jesus to heal the man. 
I wanna give you three thoughts today about vision, about God vision for your life. And maybe today something will happen in your spirit that I'm praying for, whatever house you're sitting at, whatever season you're going through. Maybe you know what you're being invited to and your friend was like, hey, come over for dinner. Now you're at this church thing and you're like, I don't know why I'm here. Um, I don't know what you're going through today and any home that you're sitting at, but I, I hope that today would really challenge you about your vision of your life. Uh, three thoughts about vision. Number one is that vision takes getting alone with Jesus. It's fascinating in Mark chapter eight in verse uh, 23. So the 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 friends bring the man to Jesus. In verse 23, it says that Jesus took the man by the hand and let him out of the village. So think about it. They're out of the village. They bring this man to Jesus to be in the village. There's noise everywhere. There's people everywhere. And Jesus says, okay, I'll heal the man. And he takes him out of the village. In other words, he took him alone. He took him by himself. I think often the way that we get vision for our life is we have to get quiet. We have to slow down and we have to get alone with Jesus. I say this often, and I, and I deeply believe it, that there is a battle for your ear. Your spouse, your, your parents, your friends, your roommates, your college teammates, your classmates, like your coworkers, your boss maybe, the world at large. There, there is a battle for your ear. Everybody has an opinion on what school you should go to or what job you should take or if you should take the promotion or if you should switch departments or if you should switch careers as a whole. Like, there is a battle for your ear, but many times the way that we truly get vision for our life is to get alone and spend time with Jesus. And I, and I love this, this thought because in the village, there was noise, there was people, people yelling, stuff being sold. I mean, who knows where they were in the village and what was going on, but I think it's fair to say that there was noise around him. And in order for Jesus to heal him, he takes him away from the noise, out of the village, and that's just him and Jesus. Vision starts when you spend time and get close with Jesus. There's a verse in the Bible that says that, and the whisper of God, and the verse goes on. But it's fascinating that the Bible says that God whispers. Do you know how close you have to be to hear a whisper? You have to get very close to that person, close to their mouth, close to their wording, close to their voice. And often that is how God speaks. He whispers. And what's amazing about a whisper, you have to leave other people's voices and get close to that person. I promise you, if you are looking for vision in your life and you are looking for maybe some 2020 vision or what God's doing, it's gonna take you getting away, getting close, getting quiet and spending time with Jesus. And that might mean for you putting your phone down, putting music off, maybe except worship music and getting away from people and spending time with Jesus. Yes, I, I firmly believe on your way to work and the busyness of life, God can speak to you and at your cubicle or you're on your way to an appointment and on your way to your next class, whatever it is that the, Jesus can talk to you. I, I believe that firmly, but we shouldn't live that way. We shouldn't expect that. I wanna ask you today, have you scheduled time in your daily life to get alone, to get quiet and hear from Jesus? God is the author of vision. He's the author of clarity. You know what's amazing about the book of Genesis and the original story of the book of Genesis, the creation story. The Bible says that God looks over the deep. He looks over chaos. He looks over void and he brings clarity. He brings detail. He tells the water to stop there and tells the stars to go there and tells the moon to sit there. And from the very beginning, we learn that God is into details. I love 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 14 and verse 33. It says it's in the context of church and um, prayer and worship and how chaotic church can get. And then Paul says, God is not the author of confusion. 
He is the author of clarity. If you are confused today about your calling, about your future, about 2020, that is not God's plan. He's not trying to play a game with you and he wants you to be confused. He wants you to have no idea. He wants you to be in the woods looking around. I have no idea what God is doing. That is not God's plan for you. The Bible says God is not the author of confusion. He is the author of clarity. He's the author of detail. God is into details. Look at Noah and the ark. This do this, do that, this big, that small, that long. Throughout the narrative of scripture, we learn that God is into details and into clarity. So my hope for you today, this last Sunday in 19, getting into 2020, that you would find clarity, that you would find vision in your life. But it's gonna take you getting alone, getting away, and getting quiet with Jesus. Point number two is not only does vision take getting alone with Jesus, but it also takes uncomfortable measures. Okay, we can just read the Bible and it can sound cute and maybe even like sexy and fun and like, oh, that's really attractive. The man got spit on by Jesus. Now, listen, I'm saved. I love Jesus. But if you spit on me, I will lay hands on you and not holy hands. Like, do not spit on my face, okay? And can you imagine, like, let's just give the Bible context. The man is blind, okay? He is blind. And all he hears is like, like, that is disgusting, so you even cringe when I made that noise. You're like, no, no, this is not like, but think about it. The man is blind, he sees nothing and Jesus gets ready to spit on the man's face. Not just on the man's face, in his eyes. Like that is foul, that is so gross. And I wonder how often God's like, I want to do for you what you want, but you don't like the measures in which I wanna to use to give you what you want. Now you and I, if you are blind from life, I don't care if you have to spit on me, slap me, you have to throw mud on my face. Like, I want to see. I'm willing to let you do anything you want if I get to see. Now, I want to ask you today, okay, you want vision for your life? You want future for your life? You want 2020 vision, 2020 clarity? Will you allow God to move an uncomfortable measure in your life? Or are you like, well, I'll allow God, this is what I want from God, but I want it in this way. I want it my way. I want it said like this. I want it, I want it uh, uh, done this way. I want it to look this way. Yeah, I want God to do this, but I want it like this. What if you just said, God, I don't care what you have to do. Do it, because I want to see. I want faith. I want more joy. I want more generosity. What it, whatever, it might not be vision for you. Maybe you do a vision for your life, but you don't have joy. You don't have generosity. You don't have faith. You don't have relationship, whatever it might be. And you're wanting something for God to do in your life in 2020. Would you allow God to do it in a very uncomfortable manner in your life? Second question you should ask yourself is, will you allow God to do it through people you would never choose? Often, there are things that we want God to do in our life, but we want it from a very specific person. Well, if it comes from the pastor, it comes from my connect leader, if it comes from a boss, or it comes from somebody I respect, well, what if God wants to use someone that you don't want him to use, or you don't see eye to eye with, or you might not respect to a certain level, or you don't even know. If you truly want vision, or you want healing, or you want um, something very specific in your life, your disposition, your response to that, God, I don't care how you have to do it. I don't care who you have to use. I don't care how it comes to me. I know I want this. And so God, do it in, in a very uncomfortable way, even if that means spit in my eyes. Do something that I wouldn't even want, but God, I am so desperate to see do it however you want. And you can open the floodgates in your life and God can do amazing things in very unique and uncomfortable ways, but you have to let him out of the box. Well, this is what I want and this is how I want it. 
What are you waiting for in your life right now? What could be something amazing and huge and world-changing for you that could happen in 2020, but you want it done in a very specific way or from a very specific person? Maybe today you need to take the limits off God or take the boundaries off God. So you know what, God? I want this so bad. Do it however you want to do it. Number three, this is where I just wanna pause for a moment and we'll, we'll end today. Vision takes time. This is profound in this story. It's unlike any other miracle in my estimation in the gospels because Jesus prays for him. This is the son of God. This is Jesus incarnate, right? The son of God prays for him and goes, what do you see? And then the man says, I see people, but they look like trees. It sounds like a half miracle, doesn't it? And then Jesus has to pray for him again. I think many of us, maybe you're sitting today and like, I kind of have vision, but it's blurry. Many of us live in a blurry faith zone for a while. Now, this happened like prayer, kind of see people, pray again, full, full vision. Now, it might not happen that quick for you, but that gap might be six months for you. It might be six years for you. It could be a decade for you. I want to speak to those of you today that are like, I see something, but it's blurry. I kind of know what God is doing. I kind of see what God is doing. I, I think I know what is in front of me, but it's blurry. Do not give up in the blurry season. Don't lose faith in the blurry season. Don't lose confidence in the blurry season. There are times that God speaks to us and we see something. It's like a blurry picture. It's like a half done puzzle. Like you see something, you kind of know what your next step is. You kind of know what God is asking you to do, but it's blurry. It is okay. Do not lose faith. Don't lose confidence. Don't lose your joy in the blurry season. And that is when God wants to speak to us and keep taking steps. And it's okay to tell people, this is what I think. I think that's where we get... Um, maybe discouraged when people ask us like, what's God doing? We want to give a, a, a real strong answer. And it's okay to be like, I think this is going on, but I don't know. And the I don't know seasons are okay. Keep moving in faith. Keep taking steps forward. Keep being confident. If you are in this blurry season, maybe you're like, you know, I don't have any faith, but I have a little faith and I have a little vision. It's not clear. It's blurry. It's okay. Maybe, maybe it's been blurry for you for a decade. Maybe it's been blurry for you for, for your life. I'm praying in this year, in 2020, that you would get the other half of the miracle. That, that's not blurry anymore. The Bible says it was restored completely, full vision. I'm praying this year for you specifically, wherever you're sitting, whatever house you're at, maybe you're on the road uh, to a friend's house or coming back from holidays and you're in the car watching this, wherever you are watching this right now, I'm praying for you specifically that 2020 is a vision year for you, that you find out what God is doing, what he's saying, what's the next step for you. Maybe you've been living in blurry world for a while. I'm praying that you will leave the blurry season and enter into a clarity and a unique vision in your life. 2020 vision for you. That is my prayer for you, that this year you will see what God wants you to see. But it's gonna take you getting alone with Jesus. It's gonna take some uncomfortable measures and it's gonna take a season of process, a season of blurriness. That's not God's desire, but we have to go through the process. And so today, I, wanna, I just wanna challenge you. What's 2020 for you? Maybe you're like, I see nothing. Maybe pray today, here in a moment. God, give me a vision. Give me something. I see nothing. Like I said, maybe you're in the blurry season. Maybe you're praying today. God, it just, I wanna see more clearly.